seeker, welcome to the Awakening Her podcast. I am so grateful that you've been led here and I'm excited for you that you're answering the call to manifest more magic in your life by mastering the law of attraction. So cool. My name is Talia and I'm committed to cutting the fluff and showing you exactly how to manifest more excitement, ease, success, abundance, confidence, love, and anything else you've been craving. So if you're ready to crack the code on manifestation, amplify your intuition, and play in the quantum, we are now besties. Let's do this. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Awakening Her podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today. How are you doing, my love? (sighs) Here we are. Welcome to the show. To anyone that is new or tuning in for one of the first times, I'm excited you're here. Welcome. Welcome to my corner of the podcast internet. My name is Talia Joy. We talk all about manifestation on this show, but I am a little bit different in the way that I teach manifestation. I see us as having this opportunity to not only just manifest things, but also become who we've always been slash who we are truly meant to be. So I'm going to get into that in this episode. It's a topic that is all consuming in my world right now in such a positive way. I can't wait to share everything that's been coming up, why this is so important right now and more about it. But really on this show, I teach not only about the law of attraction and manifestation, kind of manifestation 101, that type of thing, but I also teach about intuitive development, about tuning into your soul and your soul's purpose and why you're here and the fullest expression of who you truly are. So it's more than just being able to manifest some money once or go on a trip once or have like one opportunity or thing happen in your life for you. It's more about learning how to co-create this experience, how to play in the energies, how to play with life, how to create a life that truly does light you up. And that doesn't mean it's always easy, but also in what I talk about is how to navigate those really hard things. We're going to talk about that today as well. Um, But how to navigate when you're triggered and do the healing work, it all comes into you creating the life you're truly meant for because your soul came here with a yearning, with a desire, with an intention to learn certain things, to expand, to move into new territories in your soul. Your soul came here to grow. You came here to learn certain specific things, which by the way, come through your triggers and the things you've dealt with in your life to extract the medicine you came here for. So when it's, when we realize that law of attraction is 100% true, 100% real, like does attract like, but there's also so much more to it. So yes, we want to know how to attract more money or get more clients or heal our body or whatever it is that you've got going on, whatever your desires are, you want to learn how to do that. And I'm such a geek for the manifestation process, but for you and I, we're old souls. We're, you know, seekers. We are star seeds. We are here with the something more bug in our life. You know, that there's something more to this. I want to know how to be a deliberate creator. I want to remember my divine power from the universe. That's why you've been drawn to the law of attraction, why you've been drawn to manifestation, because it's actually your soul coming home, wanting to remember why it's here, why you're here and how you are connected to God, spirit, universe, you are a child of the universe, that all of that creation power is within you. So you're drawn to law of attraction, right? We start out, I joke about it on this show, that you start out in law of attraction, wanting to attract some money, wanting to to manifest, you know, this thing, and you end up knee deep in a freaking awakening. And you realize, holy crap, my soul has been leading me home. My My soul has been leading me to my own divine power. So on this show, as I say, we talk about a wide variety of things. Some of the episodes are like 10 manifestation hacks and how to use the law of attraction and how to manifest what you want. Other things are about intuitive development, about tuning into your guides, into your spirit team, using your intuitive abilities. And then I'm also always talking about your soul, what your soul is calling you for, the growth, what is coming up. And I think that when we look at life this way and nurture these different parts of us for people like us, when this does resonate with you, 
that is truly you being in purpose and quote unquote on the right path. I really do believe that being on the right path is not just something you're doing. Like, is this job me on the right path is moving this on the right path. It's who you're being. When you're learning how to love yourself, when you're learning how to heal, when you're learning how to tap into your own power to do the thing that your soul is calling you to do, that's the right path. And that takes an energy of being, (laughs) takes an energy of trust. It takes an energy of willingness. It takes an energy of bravery of, as I say, healing and seeking. And that's not for everybody, but if it's for you, especially right now, this is your soul leading you to something like this episode or to the books you're reading or the mentors you work with or whatever, that is your soul. And I truly do believe too, to just take another step further. I do believe that by the time we get to be old souls, we have many soul contracts. So if you're someone who has worked with me one-on-one or you're called to be in a group, or maybe you're just like really drawn to this podcast, that's because we have a soul contract. And I believe our soul contracts aren't just with like our quote unquote soulmate or like a partner or, you know, just our parents. I think it is everybody that comes into your life, the steady key uh, players, the angels, the team, the support system that comes into your life was meant to be. And that includes sometimes the freaking mailman or some sort of mentor. You know, I have a really deep connection with Wayne Dyer. I didn't ever meet him in real life. He wasn't like my uncle or something, but he was put here as part of my unlocking. So also, you know, paying attention to that stuff, what you're drawn to, who you're drawn to, and even the people in your life, seeing them as people that are helping your soul advance. And sometimes that's hard because it's the people that trigger us the most that often are teaching us the most. Um, but just, you know, looking at life from that angle, looking at life from the soul perspective is something that I do. That's where my gifts lie. That's where my intuitive abilities are. It's me connecting with spirit and my spirit team and my client spirit teams, but for them to get that truth, for you to understand the way that this works, pardon me, the way that this experience works, the way that life really works. So we can move out of looping patterns. We can move out of any part of us that feels unworthy, that feels not enough, that feels like a failure. And all of these narratives, we get to have like an escape route out of that when we tune in and start to know how the universe views you, how this life experience truly works, how unlimited you truly are. And, um, yeah, what you came here to do and what you came here to be. So I could go on and on, but that is not today's episode. So I'll put a cap in that. What I'm trying to say is welcome to the show (laughs) and to everybody that tunes in week after week. Thank you so much for joining me. I so appreciate it. I appreciate the shares on Instagram, the reviews, just reaching out, letting me know you're listening. I really, really appreciate it. It touches me. It gives me warm fuzzies every single time. Thank you so much for um, doing this for yourself, for being on this journey for being hungry for this type of information. Cause once again, your soul is the one leading you through this. This is why you're a deep thinker, a rich inner world, a sensitive being, you know, you feel like you're here for really big transformation. It's because you are. And that's what this episode is all about today is basically the art of transformation, the death and rebirth cycle. And what I've been really tapping into, into deeper levels of lately, I can't wait to share. So what I would like to share is that first of all, it's really exciting. The reason why this is coming up, I've, I've teased a little bit, I've alluded a little bit. I'm still only going to give a little bit of information, but I am knee deep in writing my book right now. I am over halfway done writing like just the first draft and then I'm going to edit it and then I'm going to get an editor and like, you know, the whole process, but I'm probably three quarters of the way through the content. And as I write, I am becoming more and more of this open channel, especially in this theme and in this truth. And this is what the book is about. This is what my energy is all about right now is truly the art of transformation. And I've always been obsessed with this, but it always came from like, I'm here and I want to transform myself. So what the hell does it take? And that's great. And that's so many people are in that mentality. I'm in that mentality half the time where I'm like, I'm not where I want to be. What do I need to do to get there? But the whole other part 
part of it is just sinking into the natural death and rebirth, the natural transformation that is happening through you because you are a seeker, because you have been praying or desiring manifestations. You've been journaling or like I say, praying or thinking about making more money. Maybe you've been doing vision boards or whatever it is, making more money, more success, maybe healing, getting in better shape, having a soulmate, getting a career going, whatever it is. You've been desiring those things. And when you ask, it is answered, meaning that the universe is always responding to you. And kind of, we like to think of it, we watch the secret. And then we think that if I say I want $10,000, that it's just going to come into our life. And if that's not happening, then you're not doing it right. That's often what people are thinking. I've been saying, I want to manifest this for so long, but it's not coming. So I must not even be manifesting right. And if you feel that I so hear you, I give you a big hug. You're not doing it wrong. There's just more to the picture. We need to understand understand the art of transformation, the art of transformation, the death and rebirth cycles that are going on right in front of us all the time. And in the book, I break it down to these specific stages. And I'm going to go a little bit into that today. I have touched on it in a previous episode, um, right as I was starting to kind of read the book, I think the episode's called becoming what you've always been, I think is what it's called. Um, but it's even expanded and developed even more within me now. So first of all, this whole transformation, the death and rebirth, I'm going to get into more of what I mean by that. It's going on on micro and macro levels all the time. So I talk on the show about the goo phase. I've talked about that in quite a few episodes. You can go back and search um, for that. You can type into Google like Talia Joy goo phase or something. The episode will come up. I've talked about it a few times. It's this place where we're in the middle of our transformation, where we're not what we were anymore. We've come so far, we've changed, we've shifted, but we're not yet where we're going. And it's this really weird, uncomfortable place in the middle that it's like, I don't know what the fuck to do. And sometimes it can be very chaotic. It can be very disheartening. We can feel very lost and even feelings of like depression and anxiety and confusion because we just don't know even who we are or what to cling to or what the hell's going on. So this type of energy, this goo, goo phase, for example, can happen in a huge time in your life where say maybe around 27, maybe again around 40, who knows, but you can go through these phases of like, what the fuck am I doing? What am I? What is even happening? I don't even know what I want anymore. And we're really, um, it just feels chaotic. And so this can happen in totality in your life where maybe your career doesn't resonate with you anymore or a long-term relationship is all of a sudden like, I don't think this is right. Or maybe you find like spirituality or you start looking at things differently or you have some big experience that shifts your perception, but then you now are shifting your identity. And in that comes what the hell? Like, how do I step into what I want to be because I'm not yet there? And this can happen, as I say, in a, in, in like your whole life. Like it feels like your whole life is crashing down, is crumbling, is uncertain, is all the fuck over the place. It feels like you should have it together by now. And that, you know, you should be moving forward and you're not moving forward because you feel chaotic. And none of this stuff is actually true. This is just the breaking down that has to happen to make space for what it is that you want. So this is like when it happens in, you know, your entire life where you're just going through a freaking time. <laughs> but then there's other times where it happens on a more micro level that can be just as impactful, but it's like one belief. So for an example, um, when I'm, I've go through, if anyone's new to the show, one of my biggest assignments in my life, test struggles has been my body, everything from being bullied to being overweight, to having an eating disorder, to being in chronic pain. It's like the body is always the thing that I am really here to grow through and really here to, um, expand through. It's my biggest sort of struggle, if you will. So as I'm moving through this, this is just one area of my life, me and my relationship with my body. But over time in my healing, either from the eating disorder or the physical pain, which actually it's the same healing journey, really, 
um, there's been beliefs that I need to break down. And this is one area of life. I'm always going through it. I'm in the work. I'm not claiming to be healed. I don't have an eating disorder anymore. My relationship is much better with myself, but actually loving myself, embracing myself, feeling good in my skin. It's an evolving journey. I just want to be transparent with that. So as I go through this, there's levels of beliefs I have to let go of even such as like, if I was skinnier, I would be more worthy or my body is gross. And so actually as I go forward, I won't go much deeper than that, but I just want to say if anyone's triggered by body image words, I just, you know, ask you to either tread lightly or skip ahead a little bit. I'm not going to go too much more in depth, but I realize that this stuff does run deep with a lot of people. So be good to yourself. I'm just speaking on behalf of my triggers, my wounds, what I've been through in my life. So breaking down these beliefs, like I'm gross, or if I was thinner, I would be more loved, more attractive, more worthy of success. I'd be more inspiring. I'd be, you know, whatever, highly, more highly regarded, you know, whatever it is. I've had to really break that down. And I've done a lot of freaking healing work. I'm still knee deep in it as we speak, going through it. And every time I get to a new level of a belief I have to break down, there's this death and rebirth cycle because I have to break down the old belief to welcome in the new belief. And this is the law of subtraction. I am talking about this as well in the book. And there's also a law, you could look it up, called the vacuum law of prosperity. And I think it's Robert Gage talks about this, how like because he says, because nature is innately good, when you create a vacuum, nature will always fill it. So the best way to attract something is to actually create a vacuum set a different way. The law of subtraction is our ability to manifest is matches our ability in which we have to let go. So the capacity at which we can let go and release is the capacity in which we can receive and manifest. So we have to let go of things to make space for new things. I always use the example of if you had a closet that was totally packed with clothes and you just hated them all, they just weren't your style anymore. They were reminding you of a time when you were trying to be something. Maybe they just don't fit well. The fabrics are off. They're just not you. Everything in your closet, you go, ugh. Something happens, you make a bit of extra money, unexpected income comes in, you give yourself $1,000 to go out and buy all new clothes, which by the way would be amazing. You go out, you spend the whole day buying new clothes, you've got all these beautiful things, new shirts and hoodies and pants and um, dresses and shoes and socks and underwear and all the stuff and you're feeling amazing. You come home and you realize that you can't put those new clothes in until you remove all the old clothes. And if you did, it would be chaos. You wouldn't know what was new, what was old. There'd be shit everywhere. Things would be spilling out. That wouldn't be the vibe of the closet you're looking for. You have to remove in order to allow in. If something is taking the place of something else, that something else can't come in. Like physically on a shelf, if all your shoes are taking the space of the shoes, those new shoes can't go in there. So when you think of beliefs, when I believe that I'm gross or I'm disgusting because of the bullying, because of the trauma, because of the media and the eating disorder, and I believe to these things and I attach to them and it was my identity and it's like all the layers. This is just like the layers of the work, right? I can't at the same time have the belief that my body is beautiful or worthy, or that I am innately worthy, or that my body is, I'm grateful for my body, that it's been good to me, that through everything I've done to it, I, it still shows up for me. It You can't have gratitude for the body while you're hating the body. And this goes for everything else. You can't have gratitude for your bank account while you're hating your bank account. You can't hate all men, but then also want to attract a man as a partner. Like you just, those two things counteract each other and they block your manifestation. So everything requires a death and rebirth, everything. So it might be, as I was saying, your entire life, everything is just fucking chaotic because you're rebuilding a new life, right? Or it could be one area of your life where it's money, it's your body, it's your traumas, it's your job, it's your purpose, it's whatever it is. 
that the old has to be burned down to welcome in the new. So when we look at these death and rebirth cycles, they're everywhere. You look at the leaves on the trees, right? And unless you're somewhere that leaves don't drop, which I'm sure there's lots of places, I'm thinking tropical places, maybe they don't go through it as much, but here on the West coast of Canada and the Pacific Northwest, we very much have fall or autumn where all the leaves fall off the trees. And for months, there's no new leaves. It's this goo phase where it's not what it was because there's no leaves and it's not what it's becoming, which is buds and new leaves. It's in the middle. And there's this time over fall, autumn, winter here where there's no leaves, nothing's going on, but it is just as much a part of the cycle as the buds and as the fully formed leaves and all of that, right? We see this death and rebirth, death and rebirth. And so when I say death, just, I feel like you get it. But when I say death, I don't necessarily mean people dying or death, meaning somebody or an animal or something like that dying. It's the belief dying. It's the old energy dying. So the death and rebirth of getting new clothes would be the death is releasing the old clothes, right? So that's what I mean by that. People with tarot and stuff get really weirded out when it's like the death card, but it usually means like something is dying in your life to make room for something new. And it's a positive thing. It's actually part of life. It's part of all of this. Nobody lives forever. No tree lives forever. No animal lives forever. It is a part of life. So we look at it here. And of course, I love to talk about the caterpillar and the butterfly And this is that goo stage in the middle where the caterpillar breaks down into goo before it forms back up into a butterfly. And that whole, like the butterfly is such that, that, that symbol of transformation, right? Everybody sees that as that symbol or the Phoenix from the ashes. And it's the same thing. Things must burn to the ground in order to be brought back up. There have been numerous times in my business where, you know, I've been calling out for more success or more money or whatever, especially at the beginning, it would be like, I want more. I want to do this more. I want to really get this business off the ground. I want to become well-known, you know, these desires that I had. And three different separate, three separate times I was asked, or actually more than three when I actually think of the programs and stuff. So multiple times I was asked to close down a program, to stop offering a membership, to completely close down one business, start from scratch and rebuild a new business. So at the time I'm going, I want to manifest 10 K months. I want to bring in another client. I want to, you know, work from my laptop on the beach or whatever. And my intuition my guides and angels, the universe is asking me to close shit down and actually give up income. When I closed down my membership, it was like, I'm closing down like residual monthly income. What the fuck? But I had to trust because as much as I hadn't even started writing the book at that time, I've always been obsessed with transformation and I always trust in my intuition and it was calling me to close things down. And what I see now years in the future is that every time the universe was calling me deeper into my purpose, calling me deeper into let go to letting go of the things that weren't serving me to walk into a goo phase, which is so uncomfortable because I don't know where the fuck I'm going. And I'm definitely not where I was. I've given up income. How is this actually going to help me make money? Trusting in that and seeing that every time I step more fully into who I am, I was more inspired. I was more creative. My programs, programs got more potent. My energy got more potent. My healing journey got deeper. And every time I look back and I go, holy shit, I'm so glad that I transferred out of that first business, that second business, that third business. And a lot of you have heard my path. And a lot of you have been with me on this path. I used to do nutrition consulting and then it was intuitive eating. And then it was teaching about intuition. And then it was teaching solely about manifestation and the law of attraction. And then I had to burn all of that. That was like three different businesses with different names, different websites, different Facebook pages, different blah, 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 all the stuff. Every time I closed it down, burnt it down to the ground and started from scratch. And when I did that the last time before my business actually just became Talia Joy, because I got the final memo and I'm sure there's many more to come, but the memo to say, stop hiding behind a brand, just come out as who you are. Because I had these different brands where there was food Buddha and there was the good feeling life. And there was, I was hiding behind, um, a name 
And I'm not saying if your business has a name that you're doing that because we definitely have an independent, everyone's journey is different. And I don't think having a name for a business means you're hiding. But in my case, I was, I was just always pigeonholing myself into something. And finally I was like, I need to leave. And my intuition was telling me and I was dragging my feet and I was scared. I had over 3000 likes or whatever on Facebook and I had a community and I had, you know, all this stuff going and I was scared. I couldn't just lose money because I had a family to, to support and it just was terrifying. But every time I did it, I had a bit of a goo phase where I'm freaking out, but I managed to make it work. And then after that came a surge. And when I left the good feeling life into Talia Joy, I was dragging my feet and then one day I got a suspension notice on my Facebook page and basically I was put in Facebook jail and then they said I could never run ads. They never told me what it was about, which was so weird because I've never posted something like, I don't know what, like racist or aggressive or discriminating or like, I just, I don't even know what that would have been, but I think it just was the universe. They never explained it, but basically my Facebook page was like running at half capacity. I was only allowed to post so many things. It had to be like approved or something. I couldn't run ads. So I was like, fine, I'm doing it. And I went over, I crashed it down to the ground. I created Talia Joy as a website, as a Facebook page, as all these new services. And on the Facebook page from about the 3000 or whatever, whatever. I think there was like 400 people or something followed me over and everything in me was like, Oh my God, what the hell have I done? And now I realize like every time we have to burn it down and fearlessly move into what's next and know, like in this case with business, know that those four or 500 people are super freaking committed. Those are my people. And from there, from this newer authentic energy, I will build a community that is even more potent because I'm more in my truth. So shortly after I transitioned, literally within the month, I had the idea, the inspiration to start this podcast. And now we're like two and a half years later, over 120,000 downloads incredible clients, amazing programs, like it was all worth it. So the reason I tell you all this is everything needs that death and rebirth. So we need to start understanding that when shit's crashing and burning, when things are falling apart, it is the time to tune in to what life is trying to tell you, to your intuition, to the truths that you may know in your mind. Like I know the universe is encouraging me to heal this wound or to love myself, to show up for myself, to value myself, to have boundaries, to create a spiritual practice, to get, to develop my intuition, to get closer to spirit, to give back to myself. I know that's what the universe is calling me to do. It's the time to listen when you're going through that phase because it has to fall away. And then what happens in that goo phase is we have this unknown And again, I talk about this at length in other episodes, and of course, you'll be able to read my book when it comes out. Um, But as you move forward, you start embodying those lessons that were trying to come forward. So for example, this is why I'm writing a whole book on this, because it's so fucking fascinating and I just love it. But for example, when I was healing, as I am healing in my body, but in the beginning of it, I got this nudge from source. You guys have heard it in the show where um, I was having an absolute rock bottom moment, drugs, alcohol, eating disorder consumed my life. And I fell to the floor and I had this voice come forward that said, learn to love yourself and the rest will fall into place. So I'm going to really surmise this because this was more than 10 years ago. It's just for the sake of this story for this episode. But I heard that, learn to love yourself and the rest will fall into place. And I thought, okay, if I learn to love myself, then I'll eat you know, in a way that I'll still lose weight. Cause at that point I'm in an eating disorder. That's all I care about. But it was enough to have me start to lean into my intuition. So I was being initiated at that point into what I see now as unconditional love, loving myself deeper, but I could only hear it for what it was at the time. But as I go forward now, you know, a decade later, as I go into deeper, deeper levels of healing and all this time of these truths, I'm still going through learning how to unconditionally love myself. And so as you go through the initiation and the crashing and burning, when I walked away from diets and into intuitive eating, 
thing, that was the biggest goo phase ever because I had no idea how to actually eat, how to trust myself, how to hear what my body wanted. Like I just had no clue, but I knew I couldn't go back to micromanaging. I couldn't go back to the eating disorder. So I was just fricking left to like flounder around flapping in the wind, trying to figure out what to do. But through that, I learned how to trust my inner voice. It was a long, rocky journey, but I learned how to lean into my inner guide. I became a teacher of intuition in the future. So you can see like it was all leading me there, right? So really looking at what is this teaching me? Because when I was in the goo phase with the eating disorder, I didn't know how to eat, but I I knew that I was being taught how to trust myself, how to tune into my body. And then AKA how to love myself, how to give myself what I need, how to meet my own needs. And that's now something that I am, I'm not going to say fully integrated, but I am so much more in the tangible physical practice of being that. That is now more my identity than ever, but it's been a long journey. So this death and rebirth cycle can sometimes take 10 years, 20 years, but other times it hits you hard. And so the biggest thing I just want to say is when you're triggered, when you're unsure, asking you, asking yourself, like, what is the universe trying to tell me here? What are my guides and angels guiding me toward? That helps the death and rebirth cycle happen faster. And when in doubt, how can I love myself more? How can I see this as serving me? How can I show up in the highest good of all? What truth can I acknowledge? Where can I take inspired action? Just really looking at basically what is God telling me here? What is spirit telling me here? What do I need to let go of? And more than that, well, equal to that, just starting to see life in death and rebirth cycles. We have the bat, the butterfly and the caterpillar, right? And we have the seasons that go around. We have the moon cycles. Everything is cyclical. Things have to wash away to be transformed, to come back. You know, rain falls on the ground and then it seeps into the ground and then it becomes, you know, rivers and lakes and whatever becomes evaporated, goes up and falls down as rain again. Everywhere we look, there's transformation. So we almost have to start to look at life as not happening at us or what the fuck is happening or why is this happening to me? And I know you know this stuff, but I really want you to see it even deeper is looking at like, how is this helping me strip away and actually answering my prayers? So remembering that triggers and reoccurring themes and things crashing down is really part of the deconstructing of what you are about to rebuild in your life. The caterpillar needs to break down everything in order to rebuild itself into the butterfly, right? So triggers and frustrations and disempowerment, anxiety, looping patterns, they're showing you the opportunity for growth. And the sooner that you can see it as that, the better. Something must die, must break down to make space for something new. So instead of staying in the, this sucks phase, which I totally get. And I have so much sympathy, empathy. I'm like your bro talking here. Like I, I have so much compassion for you because I experience this all the time, of course. So instead of being in the, this sucks phase, realize that the medicine is right in front of you underneath the reoccurring theme of say your needs not being met, always feeling like your needs don't matter. Your needs aren't being met underneath that reoccurring theme is the universe whispering that it's time to meet your own needs underneath the endless frustration with money is the universe calling you to value yourself under the wounds of your parents and everything that's happened in your upbringing is the gift of realizing your own worth and giving yourself your own approval. Underneath the feelings of being alone is God's source universe calling you home, inviting you to remember that you're always being supported by a team of light. And just under the rapid mind saying you're not where you should be right now is the gift of the present moment asking you to be present and squeeze the goodness out of right now. So once you start to see triggers in this light, start to see it as part of the death and rebirth cycle, it becomes easier to navigate what life is trying to show you. So instead of stuck, there becomes opportunity. And within the victim mindset, you realize there's an invite there. Each time I go into deeper levels of healing with my body, as I said, I'm massively triggered. 
Every mirror I look in, I look heavier. I look older. My clothes feel off. I don't like the way I feel in my skin. And these situations are presenting me with a choice. Do I react like I always have in shame or disempowerment or frustration, or do I lean into it? Do I feel my feelings and choose to love myself anyway? With every up level comes tests. When I'm being initiated into loving my body no matter what, and I see myself in the mirror and my reactions to go, ugh, it's an opportunity to say, am I going to accept what life is literally reflecting at me? P.S. Like, good one. Reflection, mirror. Like, oh my God. Ugh, the irony is not lost on me. Or do I remember that my beauty and my confidence and my worthiness comes from within, not from what I see in the mirror? These are opportunities. There has to be a death and rebirth. That feeling of being gross or not liking my body is present in me and needs to be healed when this is happening. So I see it in the mirror. So what I used to do is see it in the mirror and then overreact and go, see, there's proof. I'm not where I should be. Look, there's rolls, there's dimples, there's this, there's that. See, I'm still not there. And what I'm learning is it's an opportunity for me to stand in the mirror and look in my own eyes and see who I truly am. See that belief of I'm unworthy and I'm unlovable and love myself through it. That is the thing that actually has you heal what has been going on is meeting yourself where you're at, seeing those triggers as opportunities. When we feel like we're not good enough, it's an invitation to find that self-worth, even when life says you're not good enough, because that belief of not good enough is trying to die. The belief needs to die to bring in, I am fucking worthy of the life I want. I am an incredible human. I am unique. I have things to offer. I am beautifully me. I'm a beautiful mess. I'm exactly as I should be. That's what's trying to come through. So seeing life in transformation, seeing life even more in death and rebirth, Seeing that on the other side of this, what the hell's going on, you start to make a beautiful shift. And that's one of the phases in my book and in this process after the goo is the shift. And that's when we start becoming more ready to embody that energy that's calling us. So when I'm in the mirror and I look at myself in the eye and I say, I'm so sorry, you feel not good enough. I love you, Talia. You are doing such a good job. I love you and your beautiful body. We're figuring it out. You're doing a great job. You are enough. When I look in the mirror and I say that to myself, that is me causing a shift. Instead of the same old, same old of, yeah, see, I'm still not there yet, blah, blah, blah. I, I stop and I change the narrative because I'm receiving the memo. I'm going, okay. That belief is the thing that's holding me in pain or in inflammation or in that feeling of not being good enough. It needs to break down. So no, it's not true. It's not innately true that I'm gross or I'm this. And I'm just sharing vulnerably because these are the things that go on in all of our minds. I know there are times when you have the darkest times of not feeling like where you should be in life not feeling like you're making enough money or that you're, you know, what your parents wanted you to be or accepted by the world. Maybe you feel weird and sensitive like me and different, or you feel like you just should have figured it out by now, or you should be or shouldn't be or blah, 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 right? That we all have that. That's why I'm sharing. I wouldn't share this if I didn't know that everybody experiences it, or at least hope <laughs> that it impacts you and has you not feel so alone. So in the shift, in the death and rebirth, the shift comes when we start to take different actions. The shift happens after the darkest points of the goo phase when we're be being built back up into our new formation to use the caterpillar and the butterfly. It's after the dark night of the soul. There becomes this shift where we want to make a change in our life. We want to embody deeper than we have before. These are the moments when we're preparing to fly, where we're taking new actions, where these new truths are starting to be embodied. This is where we 
say? Do we stay where we are, where it's safe, where it's known? Or do we leap into something completely new, trusting in our wings, trusting in the air to carry us? Trusting we'll be guided to the right place, flying when we've never flown. Like how big of trust and faith is that? Can you move into that energy of trusting in your intuition, trusting in the lessons you're receiving, trusting in yourself, trusting that you just are innately good enough, not even like good enough, like it's good enough, like you're fucking magic. You have the power of the universe within you. You are super cool. You're hilarious. You're badass. You're creative. You're compassionate. You're empathetic. You're a beautiful fucking human. And these stories of not enoughness are needing to go. That's why you're in this transformation and they will kick and they will scream and they will show themselves even in mirrors, but it's your job to lean into the light, to anchor into your relationship with spirit, source, faith, trust, your highest self, whatever it is that you need, whatever resonates with you in order to be able to fly. The shift happens when you authentically have a desire to change when you start to see things for what they truly are. I remember with money forever, I just struggled and I was always like, what is going on? What is going on? And, you know, again, for the sake of just this episode, I'll make a really long story short. I realized through a rock bottom moment that I have the power to truly feel magic in my veins, abundance in my veins, universal love and support, even if my bank account is in minus, even if I get a bill in the mail. And it was, you know, it was an experience I had where I went from desperation and frustration into the most amount of love I've ever felt. Well, one of those God moments where you feel the um, power of the universe, you feel the love, you feel the support. And I realize that I can feel that even when I don't have the money. And I started practicing feeling that, feeling the source inside me, therefore feeling the natural abundance of this universe and the magic that created me. And so quickly I started making more money. And I didn't even like put out a bunch of new stuff and go into hustle mode. It was like things became attracted to me, really great ideas, new clients, because I realized I was ready to embody. I'm like, right. Everyone's been telling me forever, you have to feel abundance in order to create abundance. And I'm like, I'm trying. But when I realize that I can feel the spirit of love within me, the gratitude, the spirit, the frequency of source, that is abundance. When I practiced feeling that, that was the shift. When I would get a bill in the mail and I'm like, nope, I'm not going down that road. I'm going to practice looking at the trees and feeling better. I'm going to practice seeing the natural flow of abundance, trusting that I'll be fine, trusting that somehow it'll work out, that it always has, trusting there's a solution. I'm going to actually do that when I get triggered instead of heading down the road of it's never working, it's not working, it's taking forever, I'm doing it wrong. That is the shift. You start going, okay, I'll do whatever it takes. I'm willing. I'm willing and ready to start looking at life through the eyes of source, start pouring back into yourself in a much deeper way. Maybe you do decide finally to get mentored after not doing it and being nudged to, or reading a certain book that you've been putting off or starting writing your book or doing deeper work, going back to a course you've taken or starting to meditate, starting to do yoga. You go, fine. Okay. I've got the memo. Got it. That's when you cut out gluten if it's been bothering you or decide to reduce your alcohol and you've had that nudge for over a year. Like this is the shift is when you actually do it. You Not all of it at once. You start taking new action because the goo phase was so uncomfortable that you're like, I got to reach for the light. And that is part of the transformation cycle. I don't want to suffer in my body anymore. So I've been going through intense, new, brave levels because I'm like, I don't want to be in chronic pain. I want to come out the other side and can see myself coming out the other side saying, I released chronic pain. I released trauma from my body. I released weight that I was holding on to in protection. I released this. I can see it. So I grit myself down, <laughs> maybe not ground down, get my grit and start making different decisions, start infusing my food with love, start talking to my body differently, starting to move my body differently. 
because I want it, because I know I'm meant for it. And that's what my inner being has been calling me to do my entire life. Love your body. Pay attention to what it's telling you. Give it love, not give it shame and guilt and hate. Give it love, give it whole foods, give it nurture, give it time, give it movement. That's what I'm healing. But I was taught at seven years old to not love my body, to hate my body. So I've been undoing that. And now my next birthday is 40. So I've been going through this for a hot minute, but I'm ready. And I mean, now I've been going through this deeper level, probably for about a year of like really even deeper healing in my body, but it's cause I'm sick of the shit and I don't want to live in that. And that's the beauty of the goo phase. And then the shift is like, you're done. So what I really want to say here, um, I feel like I've kind of gone on a few t- different tangents, but seeing life through the eyes of death and rebirth, seeing that opportunities are coming to you, asking you to stand up into your new energy. Maybe you've been practicing more patience or more trust or more faith. And then you go out on a date with someone you think is great. And then they never call you back and you're triggered into feeling like, well, fuck, I'm going to be alone forever. That's the moment to stop and go, you know what? I've been down that road, but I'm going to choose even now to ground in to trust and faith that my penguins on their way that this is just a test, that this is just a feedback system, seeing where I'm actually at, because that is how this works. We become tested or we are offered assignments that are basically feeding back on where you're at. So if you're saying, you know, I want trust and faith in the process, and then someone, something like that happens where maybe a date falls through or something and you're triggered, in that moment, that is the test. Are you going to go back into old patterns? Am I going to look in the mirror and go, you're gross? Or am I going to look in the mirror and see myself as a human that was damaged or was traumatized and is healing that, is learning that these things are not true about my body, right? So are you learning that you can have trust and faith even when things aren't working out? Or are you going to slip back into old narratives of, see, all men are idiots, or I will end up alone, or I'll never find a partner. The choice is up to you. And that is the moment of death and rebirth. When we make a small decision and sometimes a massive decision away from our old ways of being, and into the new energy of what we want to become. So this is often where we do find ourselves in deeper levels of healing work or shadow work or inner child work, shifting the narrative, shifting our beliefs, you know, releasing um, the beliefs that no longer serve us, that limit us, decluttering. All these different things happen as we make this shift because we're drawn toward new expansive energy. And after that stage in this death and rebirth, after we actually choose, if you think of the butterfly when it's, you know, come out of its cocoon and it's chilling and it's hasn't yet actually flown, that's the in-between stage where it's about to, it's, it's in the shift. It's about to take new action and trust in its wings. And so after that, as we do trust, as we do soar, as we do choose to leap, We are instantly rewarded with an ever flowing stream of plus, of light, of clarity, of momentum, of insight, of feelings of well-being, feelings of calm, abundance, opportunities, creative ideas. All of this comes forward after we make that new decision. When I look in in the mirror and I find that inner child in me or I look in my eyes and tell myself that I am doing a great job and I'm healing and I know it sucks, but you're really doing it and I'm so proud of you. When I do that, my energy changes. I walk away from the mirror, not only feeling better, but I also go like, wow, this is really heavy, but look at me showing up for me. Look at me offering myself love where I never could before. Look at me go. This is transformation. And from that place, I'm causing myself less pain physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally. I'm also becoming closer and closer to source and the way that the universe sees my body and the way that God sees my body and, you know, the way that is the truth. Which then, if I do need to heal, or if I'm releasing, you know, weight that comes out of protection or wounds or whatever, that's actually when that can happen is when you make the new choice and you decide to see things differently. So say with money, 
you get a big bill and you go to freak out and then you go, no, I'm going to trust that the answer's coming. I'll be fine. This bill is coming. Therefore, the resources to pay it will become available, somehow are available. I'm going to trust. That moment you make that decision, instead of freaking out, you are attracting more abundance toward you. You are creating space for new abundance because you're going along with the cycle of transformation. The old you, the old beliefs would have gone into lack and scarcity, but you need to let go of that. Let go of those leaves. They're crunchy. They're old. They're hanging on by a thread. They do not serve you. That old narrative, those old stories, those old patterns, they do not serve you anymore. Go along with the transformation. Don't fight the transformation. Have more trust, more faith. And here's the key that I want to end this episode on. In this transformation, the biggest way to continue manifesting, to continue stepping into it, to know that you're stepping into it is even when you quote unquote, fuck up, the minute you realize, the minute you think about it, the minute you're aware of it, you offer yourself compassion. So here's to take it a whole other level deeper of the work. If I look at myself in the mirror and I hear that narrative and I go, oh yeah, oh, I do feel gross or yeah, I am gross or something. And I walk away. The minute I realize like I got sucked in again, I stop and I put my hand on my heart and I breathe. And in my mind, I say something like Talia, you just got sucked into the old narrative and I love you. And I don't blame you for that. That's a path and a pattern that has happened. And I love you. I'm bringing awareness to it. I'm shining light on it. And I love you. I don't blame you for it. It's understandable. I love you and I want you to know that you're worthy. I want you to know that you're beautiful. I want you to know that you're whole. I want you to know that you're enough. So at any time, you can offer yourself more love and more compassion because this is something that people do. They get afraid to think negative thoughts. They get afraid to have a bad reaction. So when you get a bill and you start freaking out and you have 10 minutes or two days of like freaking out on money, about money, as soon as you realize it, don't add more shame and guilt and being like, I'm not even manifesting right. The way that you stop that looping pattern and go into the transformation is to stop and go, whoa, I just witnessed that I've spent the last two days tripping out on money. I see it now. And you know what? I'm not going to buy into that energy anymore. It feels real. It feels scary. I don't know how it's all going to happen, but I'm going to trust and have faith that it will. And because I'm learning how to care for myself and love myself more, I'm going to go take a bath instead of stressing. I'm going to go out in nature and clear my head. I'm going to get back to allowing myself to feel good and trust that the universe will help me in this. I will be open to creative solutions for abundance, but I'm also going to just focus on creating joy and focus on creating trust and faith because right there you're in the pocket to manifest more money. But if you're like, oh my God, oh my God, I got to do this. I got to do that. And how are we going to do it? And oh my God, we're screwed. That's when you're moving farther away from making money. So do you see how the trigger comes up? Because it has to die. It has to be reborn. It has to be transformed. But when we feed into it with the same habits, we always have the same loop we always have. We just continue back into that pattern, which is fine. We all do that over and over. But if you want something new, it takes noticing the death and rebirth, noticing the transformation, asking, where am I being asked to transform? And remembering, as I said, your, your lessons and your assignments are right there. They're right. They're not even hidden. They're like out in the open underneath the worries about money. It's asking you to have trace trust and faith that you're being supported under the feelings of hating your body is the medicine of, can you learn how to love your body as it is? And that's hard. I'm not saying it's easy, but that's what it's calling you to do. It's not true that you're going to be broke. It's not true that your business isn't going to work. It's not true that your body isn't good enough. It's not true that you're not smart enough. It's not true that you're unsupported. It's not true that you can't learn how to do something or that there's no way it's not true. So they're asking you, spirits asking you to trust in the process. And as something comes up, can you trust in faith and in possibility and in the magic that's available to you? 
because that old energy has to come up for you to see that's what's causing it. Looking in the mirror and hating myself is causing physical and emotional pain. So when it happens, I have a choice to go, I'm not doing that. I'm going to give myself a hug. I'm going to look away from the mirror, give myself a hug, find that inner Tahiti inside, locate that inner child, give her some love and be on my way and not buy into that bullshit reflection that is not true. So I hope that this served you. I did go all over the place, but it's in this theme of transformation and the fact that you are transforming. We can't go with through life without triggers. We can't go through life without being squeezed. But the good news is, is the triggers and the squeezing and the assignments are here calling us forward and inviting you into new levels. So start to see things as an invite when somebody lets you down, feel your feelings, process those feelings for sure. But then also know this is an invite for you to know that you're worthy no matter what they think, no matter how they show up for you, knowing your worth. Because when people let us down, often we feel worthless. We feel unworthy of love. We feel like they don't care about us. We feel abandoned. It's an opportunity to not abandon yourself. To go, even if this person you care about is letting you down or neglecting you, you can still show up for you. You can still be the one that comes along and holds your own hand, that comes along and raises you back up, that meets your own needs, that listens, that cares, that offers compassion. You are the one to do that. So these obstacles are invites to expand deeper into what your soul is calling you and into the seeing the situation through the lens of love, through the lens of source, through the lens of spirit. So I hope that this has served you. I love you so much. Thank you for listening to this longer episode, all on the art of transformation and understanding this whole process. I love you, you butterfly. Um, One thing that I realized in my deeper research on the butterfly and the caterpillar, which I actually didn't know before, so cool. Um, In the caterpillar, I just want to end on this. I said I was going to end, but this is my real end. In the caterpillar... As it goes into the cocoon and breaks completely down into goo, I had said in previous episodes that there's nothing the same as it completely breaks down. It's nervous system, digestive system, brains, eyes, all that stuff. Like I didn't know. I thought maybe it just sprouted legs in there or whatever. Like before I received all of this, like a couple years ago, I had no idea. But everything breaks down except there is one thing that stays the same. And it's actually a type of cell Everything else breaks down. So yes, there's no digestive system, nervous system. You know, there's nothing the same except this type of cell called an imaginal cell. And the imaginal cell lays what they say as like dormant in the caterpillar. It doesn't really have a function, these cells in the caterpillar. However, when it breaks down into goo, those cells are the only thing that stays the same. And then at a certain point in the goo phase... As it starts building itself back up into a butterfly, these imaginal cells turn on and literally scientists say, like I'm watching videos, I'm reading articles, scientists say that the the purpose of those cells are to imagine itself as a butterfly, to give the imprint of what it's moving into. Like what? So those cells were in the caterpillar the entire time, dormant until it went through the goo, till it went through the death and had to activate in the rebirth, had to act, those cells activated and projected that intention of like, okay, we're becoming a butterfly and start giving messages to all the other cells on what to do, how to form wings, how to form antenna, how to form a digestive system as a butterfly. So you, I I like to think of those imaginal cells as spirit of source, who you've always been, your pure potential, your soul has the blueprint of where you're going. But in that breakdown, you break down what you were and in that goo sparks your spirit, sparks that vision of what's coming forward. That's why often a breakdown leads to a breakthrough or rock bottom leads to making change. Because those imaginal cells, that spirit within you from that goo start imprinting and projecting where you're going and you become incredibly open to those new ideas.
to unconditional love, to self-worthiness, to healing, to taking the inspired action, to taking the steps because you're worth it, because you're seeing things differently. So what are your imaginal cells telling you to build back up into? Okay. That really is the end. Love you guys so much. Thank you for listening to this episode. As always, if you want to take the party over um, to Instagram, I'd love to see you over there. It's at Talia Joy Manifestation. I love doing reels and seeing your posts. And as always, if you take a screenshot that you're listening to the show, come over and post it on Instagram and tag me. I will send you a free gift. I love passing on gifts. It would be my honor as a thank you for sharing the show and thank you for sharing with me that you're listening. It means so much. I love to put a face, put a little, put energy, put connection to all of you listening. So I'd love to see you over on Instagram. And other than that, there's so much in the show notes you can check below of ways to connect some things I'm offering, some free gifts, a free meditation, a morning ritual. There's a bunch of beautiful stuff down there that you can have for free as well as ways to get in touch with me. So thank you so much. I will see you in the next episode. Have a beautiful day seeker. Thank you for tuning into the show. I truly hope that it served you and it means so much to know that there's seekers out there like you on the path, really willing to give it your all and go all in. And if you do find value in the show, I would be so honored if you'd leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It really actually makes a huge difference to the success of the show. And I just love seeing your words and being supported. So thank you so much. The link for that is in the show notes and also down there, you'll find some links for some free gifts. 